Yeah, this this is this is. Nedbank is proud to bring you inspiring stories from a new breed of young professionals. Your circumstances are not permanent. Um, don't let your circumstances force you into things that you're not passionate about and things that you don't like. Take the risk. If you want to do something, go out there. Honestly, the sky is truly not the limit. I mean, we hear that often, but we are really living in the most fertile time where you can literally pursue anything that you want. So I see money as an enabler, and I've always seen money as an enabler. Uh, and that's why I was always big in savings since I was very, very young. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Young Professionals, brought to you by Nedbank. I am Vumi Msweli, your host, and today I've got a very special guest in the building, an incredible young woman by the name of Mpo Chitapi. She made the top 200 most influential young South Africans 2019 Mail and Guardian list. She's the youngest black female partner at ENS Africa, Africa's largest law firm, Mpo, tell me, what don't you do? There's a lot that I don't do yet and that I still want to do, but I'm enjoying celebrating where I am at the moment. So I'm so excited to get to know you a little bit. We're going to do a rapid fire round of questions. Okay. Just answer truthfully and whatever comes top of mind. So let's kick off with the first one. Mm -hmm. Bush or beach? Always the beach. (laughs) Apple or Android? Apple. (laughs) Um, Seven colors on a Sunday or good bry? Seven colors, definitely. <laughs> oh, you like your veggies? Yes. <laughs> Movies or Netflix? Netflix. Wine or beer? Wine. True South African, I see. Yep. Um, if you could host dinner for anyone dead or alive, only one person, who is coming and what are you serving? Steve Biko's coming and I'll probably serve oxtail. Ooh, Mr. Frank talk himself. Yep. That will make for some very interesting conversation. Mm, mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you find yourself in the law sector? Well, you know, initially I went to the National School of the Arts. I wanted um, to go into the arts and go into drama. Um, I explored that quite a bit. But when I got to varsity, you know, I was very attracted to the law and, you know, how we all conform to these, you know, rules and regulations and they dictate how we live our lives. Um, A few law shows in there as well that made it look glamorous. (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) and there I was in law school. Um, Haven't looked back. Oh, so tell me now, Paul, being in the space where you are, and I think our topic for today is very interesting and one that a lot of people really, really battle with. Mm. Work-life balance. Is it a myth? Is it a fallacy? Is it fact? Does it even exist? Work-life balance is a tricky one, but it definitely is a thing. It is not a myth. It's something that I think every professional should aspire towards. Finding yourself now, you are, you know, obviously you recently made partner. Congratulations with regards to that. You obviously a lot of pressure at work. You, you're married, trying to find that space in your life for family. Also, you're an aunt. So you, you know, you've got, you've got nieces and nephews. <laughs> yeah. You're a daughter. You, you're poor. You also need time for yourself. Mm. How do you start to manage that? on a day-to-day basis and really dealing with that pressure? Um, It has been a big challenge, I must say. Um, We're in the service provider industry, you know, it's heavily competitive. I mean, there's law firms, very talented people, and, you know, you want to set yourself apart. You want to work hard, you know, you want to to show that, you know, you're the person to do the job. And um, it becomes tricky because especially going into the industry where you know nothing, um, you want to learn as much as you can. You don't want to turn things away, you know. You'll put in an extra weekend here, you know, to, to, to just 
get to know the industry. So starting out, I think um, work life was something that I definitely struggled with. And um, at that point in time, it was a lot, lot, lot of work and less paying attention to, you know, life and, and living. Um, but slowly, um, as you work through it, as you start to become more comfortable in what you do, you, you sort of learn to, to, to include life because it's what you're doing it for at the end of the day. You know, you, you're working hard so that you can balance it out and, and work towards something in your, your personal life. So, um, it was tough in the beginning. I think those were the, the toughest years, you know, getting through articles, mm. um, going into associateship. Um, and then I met my wonderful husband. <laughs> um, I was also studying at the same time, which, um, you know, in the industry that I'm in, I don't think it was the, the best idea because now I was juggling um, work, uh, studying part time, uh, doing my master's in information communications, technology law, um, meeting the love of my life, you know, trying to have a social life. Um, it's, it's, it's not easy. But I think um, your body, you need to listen to your body as well. You know, your body tells you to, you know, you've done this much, you need to take it easy. Now you need to focus on you. And some way, somehow you learn to find that balance. I think it's also very important um, who you work with. Um, if you if you're surrounded by a, a good support structure that can be able to recognize, would say, Mpo, you know, you're not okay. Maybe take a few days yes. out. You know that that support structure really does help. Whereas if you know you work with people who don't necessarily you know take a second look at you, can't tell if you're burnt out, exhausted. So yeah, I, I've been lucky to have um, a good team at work that I've worked with um, and a, a good support structure at home. And talking about that support structure, <laughs> Mr. Chitapi actually is the one who, who submitted your name for the Mail and Guardian. He is wonderful. Um, I don't know where I'd be without him. He is so supportive. He's so understanding of, you know, the pressures that I face on a daily at work. Um, he knows that I would have wanted to enter the Mail and Guardian, you know, and he was like, oh, you know what, let me do this for my wife. And and that's really the kind of marriage that we have, you know, we're team players, you know, we lift each other up and it makes all the difference. And proving once again that you can have it all, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So I find it interesting that you finished law. So you started out at the National School of Arts, mm -hmm. thinking you're going to go into the arts, perhaps drama, becoming an actress, etc. Chose not to go that, to go that route. Ended up doing law and not just any type of law. You actually specialize in technology. Yes. Unpack this for us a little bit. <laughs> Technology is a very interesting area of law. I would never have imagined myself in it. Um, but I always knew that I wanted to go into a niche kind of law, you know, that's very specialized. And yeah, um, it happened by chance. You know, the, the firm where I did articles, they placed me in that department. And we have worked on some of the most amazing matters. It, it has been truly life changing. Where do you see law going? I think we were in the break, we were having a little bit of a conversation mm. talking about, you know, with the likes of blockchain coming along, no trees might end up being redundant. Yeah. So where do you see more conventional careers like 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 attorneys mm. starting to add value in a, in a fundamentally different way? <laughs> yes, we are all worried that the robots are going to take our the jobs. Robots are, the robots are here. <laughs> but you know what? The robots are not human. And um, at some point, we need that human uh, value. Um, we need that human value, for instance, in ethics. You know, we program the robots, we tell the robots what to think, you know. So I do think in as much as, you know, technology is evolving, it's taking over a lot. I, I think that reinventing ourselves um, as a workforce and finding out how we can add value in a way that robots and AI cannot. Bringing that human 
element, element to it. Absolutely. Paul, talking about that, talking about being human and looking at your life and your career as mm-hmm. a young girl growing up at Fort Loris, mm-hmm. if Paul today could have a conversation with that young girl, what would that conversation be like? Literally a, a note to my younger self. Yes. Sure. Paul in Fort Loris was so full of dreams. Um, didn't know how it was all going to work out. Paul panicked a lot. <laughs> um, I would say to Paul, um, believe in yourself. Um, you can do it. You are worthy, um, and and you deserve it more than anything. Um, stress less. Just you know, channel that energy into going out and doing the things that you want to do and pursue them fearlessly. Mm, yeah. Pursue them fearlessly and don't let your circumstances get to you because they can get to you. Um, you know, it's it's the little things that debilitate you. You know, like I don't know. I I don't have money to buy a textbook or. You know, how am I getting to campus? How am I going to pay for my registration, you know, next year? Those are the the real challenges that I faced. And I really had to sort of rise above myself and think, you know what, um, take it one day at a time. Something will come up, something will happen. And yeah, things happened. I mean, I, I remember um, just after matric, I, I didn't have funding to go to varsity, but I knew that I wanted to do law. And for me, the only way to actually get in there was to get seven distinctions. Because when you get seven distinctions, they exempt you from like 80% of the fees. You get an entrance fee scholarship, you know. So that was my plan. And I wasn't like an A-plus student or anything. But I knew, see, I need to do this to get to varsity. Did that. Then it's second year. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> what am I going to do? You know, um, big borrow steel. Uh, family members chipped in. They helped me get through second year. And then there's third year. Third year, I was fortunate enough to meet my current employer, ENS Africa. They recognized my ambition and they undertook to fund the rest of my education. And that's how I made it um, to, to, to get that law degree. So, yeah, uh, life is full of, of challenges, but we, we, have to, we have to somehow rise above them. So yours is really a story of grit. <laughs> to be a teenager recognizing that, okay, half performed is not going to get me into university. I need to up my game, seven distinctions and crawl your way right through to third year. That's an incredible story. I see I see those sort of principles are still playing out in your life even now. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of a lot of our young professionals are listening to us right now who are in that space where they're walking in mm. in your journey mm. or they're walking into corporate South Africa a little bit worried about how how do I begin? What sort of conversation would you have with them? You know, um I would tell them once again, take it one day at a time. Um, work hard. Uh, you you need to sort of set yourself apart, uh, build a brand about yourself, you know, be known as someone who's reliable, someone who's teachable, have a keen interest, you know, um, really try to, to see where you can embed yourself in that organization. Mm. With so many moving parts, and Paul, what do you do to escape, balance, center yourself to make sure, you know, it's often said that we can't give from an empty cup. We can only get from our overflow. How do you make sure that your cup is full, that you're taken care of? Self-care. Um, like you said, you, you, you cannot contribute. You, can have, you can't give if you yourself are not taken care of first. You know, you're the, your first powerhouse before you can go out into the world. Um, so downtime is very, very important for me. Um, one of the ways that I, I do try to escape and, you know, um, focus on myself and just be alone. I enjoy spending time with myself um, and, and being with my own thoughts. So um, gym for me is very therapeutic. I, I try to start every day in the gym and I really 
religiously go to the sauna and I sit in silence for just 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to forget about anything that's stressing me, you know, try to, you know, just do me. Um, and then having hobbies and having things that you enjoy because it's it's those little things that it, it's almost like rewarding yourself, you know, for, for all of the, the things that you do. So rewarding myself is very important to me. So I enjoy wine. Like I mentioned, I love um, wine tasting. Um, I love food pairings. I love fine dining, you know, that kind of just pampering myself. Mm. A day at the spa never hurt nobody, you know. Never hurt nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so treating myself. I think that's that's very important to me to just to recognize how hard I work and just be like, Mpo, you deserve this. And more recently traveling as well. I'm trying to, you know, get more out there, see the world, see how other people live. I find that um, it's quite a humbling experience. So what, what's been your favorite country? Morocco. Morocco, Marrakesh? Yes, Marrakesh. Marrakesh is beautiful. Uh, supermarkets, the Medina, just the way the people live, they are so friendly. Um, it's completely different. You know, it just opens up your whole perspective and way of viewing the world. I had a blast. They often say travel is the best education. Definitely. <laughs> and the most expensive. And the most expensive. Definitely. <laughs> a little bit of a second only to experience, I right? suppose. <laughs> um, seeing where you are now, you know, it's been, you've worked hard to get to the space. We, we're at the top of the vista, enjoying your glorious view and how you see the world. What's next for you? Where do you see Paul, um being in the next five to ten years? Sure. Um... I see Mpo um, growing as a thought leader within the tech media and telecommunications space. Um, I'd, I'd love to, to really, you know, participate in this industry. I'm quite passionate about data privacy as well. You know, how our personal information is used, how corporates access that, sell that. Um, that's quite topical at the moment. So, yeah, just uh, being a voice in that space and, and driving leadership, thought, I mean, thought and leadership in that space. We would not be doing justice to conversations with young professionals brought to you by NetBank without talking a little bit about money. Paul, tell us about your spending habits. How do you see money? How do you view money? How do you spend money? How do you save money? Um, so I love money and I'm very passionate about personal finance in particular. Um, when it comes to my relationship with money, I've, I've been sort of forced to be very responsible about money from a very young age. Um, uh, primarily because of black tax. So I'm the only member of my immediate family that's currently working. Um, you know, my siblings are at the moment, you know, not working. There's my mother. My dad was an entrepreneur and previously he was the breadwinner. Um, he passed away in 2015. Um, this is literally, thank you. This is literally the, the second year that I started working and boom, you know, I had all these responsibilities um, and I was just doing my articles. So I've always really had to make my money stretch and, you know, make my money work for me and balance that against being someone who really, really likes things. <laughs> <laughs> so um, savings are very important. Um, I try as much as I can, you know, to be responsible, get in on compound interest, you know, with compound interest. Time is Eighth of the essence. of the world. Yes, you jump in as early as you can. Um, but it, it definitely has been challenging, to, you know, to sort of do that while having, um, you know, sort of other responsibilities responsibilities and trying to to do that but um yeah uh i'm trying to sort of you know build and grow wealth um i i want to get more into you know personal finance talks i know there's a there's a few seminars and stuff that go around about that but yeah 
<laughs> well, I can't begin to express how proud I am of you. I think you have done a phenomenal job. I think from Four Slaughters to the covers of <laughs> Mail and Guardian, you really, really have done an incredible job. And I think we've learned so much from you. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining us. Oh, was our time up? <laughs> our time is up. Oh, that was lovely. Was Thank lovely you so joyous. much for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Awesome. For more info and to hear even more interesting conversations with young professionals, log on to www.youngprofessionals.com. Co.za